0: It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.
3: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. (coughs) Welcome to The Other Stories Halloween Week Every day this week we will be celebrating the witching season with six of our favourite episodes and one brand new short story written by Bram Stoker award winning author Keelan patrick Burke. Join in with the fun and tell us what you're doing this Halloween using the social media hashtag TOSHalloween On your favourite social media platform But for now, grab your pumpkin spice latte Put on your devil mask And come make some trouble. Trouble, trouble Today's episode is Silas Speculo's Hall of Mirrors Written by Matthew Butcher And narrated by Ian McEwan
0: Every night, for two weeks now, I've had the same dream, or iterations thereof. From what part of my subconscious this dream is formed remains unclear, as none of its themes parallel any real-life experience. Why this recurring dream began to occupy my mind so abruptly and to the exclusion of all else is also a mystery. But regardless... I visit the same imagined place every time I close my eyes at night. The dream always begins the same. I'm drifting through a forest, a foot or so above the mossy ground, and the night air is cool against my skin. The mist around me takes transient form, to twirl and dance as playful nymphs that lure me further into the woodland's depths. All around me, lurking behind the trees, are the ghosts of troubling memories, whispering voices hiss of childhood embarrassment, and the inadequacies that followed me into adulthood. I learned quickly to ignore these inner demons as best as I could, they only stalled my arrival at the dream's focal point, Silas Speculo's Hall of Mirrors. Ahead, the trees part to reveal a colourfully lit circus tent. Its twin peaks extend impossibly far into the pitch-black sky above, and to further the surreality expected of dreams, the red and yellow striping of the canvas exterior seems to somehow shift to a sort of Check pattern when I don't focus my attention on it. Jolly music seeps through the tent's open entrance to echo eerily off the forest edge, which seems more like a wall at this point, caging me.
1: "'Step right up!'
0: a voice booms through a large speaker system "'that seems to only materialize upon this first utterance.
1: "'Step right up!'
0: the voice repeats.
1: "'Come on inside and visit the eye-boggling, mind-bending, utterly stupendous Silas Speculo's Hall of Mirrors!'
0: With automatic obedience, I drift through the tent's opening to be met with the man himself, Silas Speculo. He is a larger-than-life character, dressed in a tatty ringmaster's costume, trademark long-tailed dinner jacket and all. His near-spherical torso rests atop his pair of beanpole-thin legs and the clownishly large feet that plant him to the floor. Wispy white hair pushes out defiantly around all sides of his tall top hat's beaten brim, the top of which is punched open like the lid of a tin of baked beans. His snow-white mustache extends far from his cheeks to spirals that seem to curl down infinitely. His pinprick eyes do not seem to move as such, but rather follow you around the room like an optical illusion." Welcome
1: back, dreamer.
0: Silas greets me with a grin that seems more sinister each time I see it. His teeth get pointier each time, his smile more serrated.
1: Can't keep you away, can I?
0: He tilts his head back and guffaws unnecessarily noisily. I do not respond, as perhaps I don't have a body let alone a mouth, but he takes my silence as answer enough and leads me through an inner doorway to the main attraction, his mirrors. The vast expanse of the central room is impossibly large in relation to the outer dimensions, but that doesn't seem to perturb me. I am far more preoccupied by the great many rows of full-length standing mirrors placed around the room. Silas takes me to a handful each night, Always different mirrors, and, to my knowledge, in no particular order. As would be expected with mirrors, they show me my reflection. I see myself, except I am not totally myself in them. To begin with, the reflections only display some minor discrepancies. Unsynchronized movements, a slightly different haircut, or, on one occasion, a horizontal inversion of my reflection... But as the nights went on, what Silas showed me began to get. stranger. In one mirror, I had seen myself, but my eyes seemed strangely far apart. In another, my reflection couldn't seem to raise their eyes to meet mine, though not for lack of trying. They seemed to be painfully wrenching their head in my direction, though their eyes somehow restricted their movement. This night, however, Silas Speculo seemed unusually excited to show me one mirror in particular.
1: "'You'll enjoy this one, dreamer,'
0: he beamed, beckoning me closer with flashes of those sharp teeth.
1: "'It's one of my favorites!'
0: Within the dusty golden frame, I could make out the shape of myself but I was considerably further away than every other version I had witnessed. This seems to annoy Silas somewhat, and he wraps his bony knuckles sharply against the mirror's glass with enough force that I fear it may break.
1: "'Get over
0: here!' He seethes with an anger I hadn't seen in him before. "'We have a
1: viewer! Step forward and be seen!' Hesitantly, I,
0: the other I, shuffles forwards with their hands stuffed in their pockets. A few feet from the mirror, they draw to a halt and stand wearily. Be seen, Silas growls. Slowly, they remove their hands to reveal what they had been reluctant to reveal. Every finger gnawed down to bloody stumps bones were exposed and the severed skin had unsuccessfully attempted to heal around them the movement triggers fresh blood and pus to ooze from the raw wounds and the other me turns away shamefully
1: (laughs) we're finally getting around to the good stuff
0: (laughs) silas chuckles with dark delight He turns to me for a reaction, but I, as ever, remain silent.
1: "'Don't
0: worry,' he says, pulling his face into the sort of smile a spider would give to a fly, had it the capacity to do so.
1: "'We'll find just the right mirror for you soon enough. There's something here for everyone!'
0: Silas begins to cackle like a tickled hyena, and I wake up with a start to hear his unpleasant laughter morph into my alarm clock's jarring
1: chimes. <laughs> that
0: night i return to the forest drifting to its clearing as i had each night previous and enter silas speculo's hall of mirrors once more <laughs> dreamer silas greets me with a chuckle that sets his curled mustache bouncing
1: boy do i have some good mirrors for you tonight
0: pulling open the tent's entrance silas beckons me inside And with no apparent will or ability to resist, I oblige him. To my initial relief, the first mirror he shows to me has what appears to be a perfectly normal reflection of myself. That is, until the reflection begins to smile, its face, my face, begins to distort as their mouth stretches inhumanly wide. Rubbery folds appear in its cheeks, and rows of dagger-sharp teeth are revealed as tight lips pull back over pale gums.
1: Now that's a smile, am I right?
0: (laughs) Silas laughs with glee. Turning to gauge my reaction, whatever it was, his expression drops somewhat.
1: Not to your liking.
0: He sighs. After a moment's thought, he turns to me with an index finger, thin and knobbly like bamboo, raised to signal he'd formulated an idea.
1: Too vanilla for your tastes, maybe? You want to see the strong stuff. Well, don't worry, dreamer. I cater for all.
0: I want to protest, but can't seem to find my mouth. Instead, I just drift along in Silas's wake. He stops dead in his tracks, seeming to deliberate between a couple mirrors before settling on the nearer of the two. Come closer, dreamer. Silas beckons me closer. This one,
1: I have a feeling, will be more to your tastes.
0: Unable to do otherwise, I drift towards the mirror Silas proudly presents to me. Unlike the previous reflection, it is immediately recognizable as to what is amiss here. This iteration of me is unable to raise its eyes to meet mine on account of its absence of eyeballs. Empty sockets seemingly scraped hollow with overgrown fingernails, stare sightlessly through me. Fresh blood seeps from the raw wounds to trickle down as thick, red tears, which the reflection wipes away with a jagged, blood-encrusted finger.
1: "'Still not quite right, is it?' Silas asks me dejectedly. "'On to the next one, I suppose?'
0: Reluctantly, I drifted onwards to whatever horrors Silas has lined up for me. Reaching the next mirror, he stops me with a raised hand. Whatever he could see in it caused rage to burn behind his eyes. Not this one, he seethes. It is not suitable for viewing. Lashing out with unexpected strength, Silas smashes the mirror violently. Not just the glass, but the mirror in its entirety. Frame, stand, and all. Its shards shoot off into the gloom at the walls of the tent and seem to dissipate into the darkness. The rules are simple, he grumbles. Be viewable forever. It is not negotiable. Turning to face me again, Silas composes himself. My apologies, Dreamer. I'm sorry you had to see that. Silas begins to flick a tuning fork that, though he hadn't been holding it before, through Dream's nonsense logic, had been there all along. Time for you to go, Dreamer. Each ping of the fork grew louder and louder until it begins to distort digitally into my alarm clock's unpleasant sounding. See you tonight! I wished that weren't the case, but at this point, I knew it to be inevitable. The next night, as predicted, I found myself returning to the forest clearing and the Hall of Mirrors to find Silas Speculo waiting with slender arms outstretched like a scarecrow.
1: Ah, dreamer! Come on inside! I think i found just the mirror for you!
0: He grinned.
1: I'm sure of it this time!
0: Pausing before revealing whatever new horror lay behind the mirror's reflective surface, Silas turned to face me.
1: Now then, dreamer,
0: prepare yourself, he booms in his best ringmaster's voice.
1: This is the mirror for you. I'm just sure of it.
0: Bracing myself, I drifted around to face the mirror. Within its ornate silver frame was something wholly unexpected. Unlike the nightmarish displays I had been subject to previously, I was met with something that, in contrast to my surroundings, seemed unusual. Gazing into this mirror, I was met with my own reflection. Not out of sync, nor subtly distorted, but rather a perfect mirror image of myself. I didn't understand... Why, after all he had shown me, was Silas Speculo showing me a real mirror? Was this a mistake? What is this, I say, somehow finding my voice. Turning, I found Silas was no longer by my side. He was on the other side of the mirror now, standing next to... Me. Another me. My reflection... Right? What are you doing in there? I try to ask Silas, but my question falls on deaf ears. He walks out of view with my reflection, and I am left alone. It doesn't take me long to realize what has happened. I was trapped now. Just another mirror ready for viewing. Time is strange here. It feels as though I've been sat waiting for Silas's return for what feels like days, though perhaps it's only been hours. I have no point of reference anymore. No night, no day, only an eternal, misty gloom. This place, the mirror's reflective micro-dimension, seems to have a strange effect on me. It is as though the unreality of this grim dreamscape is permeating my imagined self. Each time I look down to my hands, they seem less and less… like my own. I am gradually becoming a stranger in my own skin. Urges to commit unspeakable acts against my own flesh infect my mind, and as immeasurable lengths of time drift onwards… I feel myself accept these urges more and more. Sharp instruments materialize and disappear on the floor around me when these urges heighten, but I have thus far resisted the burning necessity to pick them up and turn them on myself. I will not be another piece in Silas's nightmarish gallery. Not yet. That lanky bastard would have to wait." Every now and then, Silas appears at the mirror with another version of me, a hapless dreamer drawn into his web, but no amount of screaming could get through to the other side. They were doomed to fall victim to the fate as me. I begged them to wake up. I begged myself to wake up, but I never did. I will never wake up. (laughs)
3: if you enjoyed this show and would like to see the other stories continue and get access to exclusive episodes every month then why not head over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and become a patron today. You can pledge from as little as a dollar a month and you'll join what I like to call the cool gang. So once again, that's patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Until next time.